right then, this is the Coaching for Pastors podcast, episode 227. Hey, Pastor, thanks for joining me today. I want to talk to you about how to not deliver boring messages. And I'm a professional at this. Delivering boring messages, that is. No, seriously, how do you not deliver boring messages? Well, this is an easy one, right? You just make sure that at some point during your message, three armed police officers interrupt your service to arrest, handcuff, and lead away at least one person in the front row. That's it. No more boring. (laughs) That'd be awesome, right? Everybody would be awake. But alas, there's one reason why that can't happen. And only one reason. Nobody sits in the front row. So we're going to have to figure out something else. Do you know there's been a lot of neuroscience research in the past 20 years or more on how the brain receives information? This guy, Bruce Perry, a a doctor, he wrote on this, and he said only four to eight minutes of pure factual lecture can be tolerated before the brain seeks other stimuli. Four to eight minutes, and your brain starts to wander. I know that's true of me, and I want to listen, but my brain wanders. For far too long, so many of us pastors will just preach like that, pure factual lectures, information. We call it theology or doctrine or truth. There's really one word for that type of a delivery, one that I've heard my kids and even grandkids use. You know what the word is. Boring. (laughs) So research has shown that the brain can just tune out facts. They just tune out facts, tune out figures, tune out principles, tune out truth. But, But the human brain simply and absolutely cannot tune out narratives. It can't tune out anecdotes. It cannot tune out stories. When you tell a story, people have to follow it. They can't help it. So all you need to do, and this is so much easier than you think, is just prepare a couple short stories or illustrations that will highlight and explain the content of your message. Just be real, tell the truth, and paint a picture with your words, and with your story. It's interesting, in Matthew 13, it says that Jesus, he, quote, spoke all these things to the crowd in parables, stories. It goes on to say, he didn't say anything to them without using a story. Now, you and I are certainly not more interesting than the Son of God. We also need to use stories when teaching our people spiritual truth. I remember in my last church, there was this one guy. We'll just call him John. Now, his name wasn't actually John, so don't even think about it. But I just got a text message from Jeremy Norton. Jeremy Norton. He's been on my podcast several times. He lives in the Yukon Territory, and I told him, hey, your territory is getting a little pressed these days. Anyway, back to the story of this guy in my last church. John would fall asleep in every single service. Every one. I wasn't offended by it because he fell asleep in every service. He was a he was not prejudiced toward any service or any speaker. He would fall asleep. Now, unfortunately, 
I could tell I could tell a story. I could I could explode an elephant on the platform. He would still fall asleep. I'm not talking about those kinds of people. I'm talking about your typical average person in the pew. They are going to fall asleep. So you have to tell stories. Now, I challenge you, uh, and, and again, unless you're really good, if you're like me, you're not really good. If you're like me, sometimes you're going to go through a, a, just a season of struggling with your preaching or just a time when you, all of a sudden you realize, you know, I'm actually starting to bore myself when I preach. Well, that's that's never good. So you just have to tell stories. So let me, let me challenge you on this. For the next couple of weeks, tell some stories, more than usual, and see what kind of reaction you get from your people. See, how, see if people don't come up and talk to you about, oh, I love what you said about such and such because back when I or one time I or me and my you know who and they'll they'll always relate and because we have to do this we have to relate stories to our own story we have to relate what we're hearing and when we hear, start hearing stories we connect it to things that have happened to us and that's why we have to listen to stories because all of our lives are filled with stories and we compare the story we're hearing with the story that we've lived so i challenge you begin to tell stories and you're going to find out you're going to get a lot more interaction from your people and then start noticing what kind of stories and what kinds of illustrations actually capture their attention. And then over time, you need to begin to weave these kinds of stories into your teaching. But the key is the story cannot steal the message. It has to point to and support what you're trying to teach, the truth from the passage that you're trying to teach. I'll never forget the evening service when we had this, this, just this poor guy, this kind of an older guy. I say older. He was probably in his 50s, but he was poor. He might have been homeless, and he just kind of came in the, into the room, and he shuffled down the aisle, and he sat like in the second or third row. And it was so obvious to everybody, this guy's never been here before. He may not even know where he is, but but here he is, and what do we do? And without missing a beat, one of our elders got up from probably the third row in the back, and he just walked casually all the way up, sat right next to the guy, put his arm around the guy, and just sat there next to him and listened to the message. At the end of the message, he began to talk to him. He prayed with him. He ended up helping him some, and I don't remember if he took him home or if he took him to uh, somewhere, or, but he, he left with him. And that was literally a story during my message that I didn't even have to tell. It was being played out right in front of all of us as I continued on with my message. And at the end of the service, everybody they, they were, you know, one eye on the person they're talking to, their other eye on this guy and the elder, wondering, how would the elder handle this? And he literally just walked out with the guy and uh, took care of him. There was another night where we were having some a, a night of prayer, and there were different groups around the auditorium in prayer. There were probably 100 or more people in the room at the time. And a guy, in the same way, he came in, and he walked up, and he walked up onto the platform, and he sat down at the piano. 
and he started softly playing the piano. See, so these are things, sometimes something will happen in your service that that you can capture, that you can use. Now, I didn't say anything publicly during either one of these, but they were living, breathing stories that played out that people will never forget. If you were in that service, you won't forget it. And you can see how our church was treating people. And ultimately, you'd have to say to yourself, are the ways that we treat people, are they aligned to what we hear preach from our platform week after week? And I think, I think that the, the ways that we treated those two individuals were totally aligned with what we would preach week after week in our church. So how to not preach a boring message. This is part one, by the way. I've got a lot more for tomorrow. But you've got to tell stories. I remember the first time a guy told me I was driving up Highway 60 in Iowa, almost to the Minnesota border. And I was talking to a guy who was kind of a master preacher. And he was talking to me about preaching. And he said to me, Jeff, I've been learning over the last several years storytelling and how to better tell stories. And to my shame, I remember thinking in my head, I'm not preaching to tell stories, dude. I'm preaching, I'm preaching to share truth, to share doctrine, to share the word of God. What I didn't understand then was that you, you got to chase it down with something. They, they need something else for that doctrine to be absorbed into their system. They need something else, and what they need is a good story. And when you get good at storytelling, and I am in no way, I do not consider myself an expert. I am a learner in this process. I'm still a learner, learning how to be a storyteller because that's really what's going to connect with people. Jesus did it. We read the Gospels. Jesus told stories. If Jesus did, then we should. Hey, more on this topic tomorrow, but it's good to be with you today. I hope you have a great day, and may God bless you for your ministry and your shepherding and your oversight of your church. I'll talk to you tomorrow on the Coaching for Pastors podcast.